This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Hello to News Laundry Hafta. It has been an action-packed week. Uh, there has been an attack last week in Uri in the state of Jammu and Kashmir on our military and 18 soldiers tragically lost their lives. You will discuss that. There has been incessant rain in Hyderabad and Hyderabad has been flooded like never before at least in the recent history. Uh, there has been the usual politicking in Delhi, rather unfortunate and tragic. And there has been lots more happening around the country that we will discuss on News Laundry Hafta. Because Angres are not lagan and News Laundry is not hafta. When the public pays, the public is served. When corporations pay, corporations are served. Today on the Hafta, we have Deepanj Napal. Hello. Managing editor. Anand Ranganathan, consulting editor. Hello. Kishle Bhattacharji, also consulting editor. Hi. Madhut Rehan, editor-in-chief. Hi. And I'm Abhinandan Sekhri. So before I get into the list of things we're going to discuss, I'd just like to plug our new podcast, Just Sports with Rahul Puri and Samar Khan. It is a roundup of the sports of the week. We primarily discuss football because most people in the world follow football and even in India. We discuss cricket, rather they, and they discuss racing and anything else that happens in the sporting world. That's major. Do check it out. Let us know what you think and tell us what other podcasts you'd like us to start. Give us feedback on contact at newslaundry.com. So I'll get straight into what all we'll discuss and we'll be reading out three mails from our listeners. So the URI attack, casualty suffered, uh, Quint's exclusive uh, and its critique. Manmohan Singh says he wants to teach at Punjab University and uh, is it an office of profit? In Delhi, Somna Dharati arrested, then released on bail. Uh, Delhi Commission of Women, Swati, accuses Barkha Singh and Sheila Dikshit of corruption, while the Delhi police lodges an FIR against Swati Maliwal and Arvind Kejriwal named the FIR as well. The Bombay High Court says women are entitled to terminate pregnancy irrespective of reason. So that was a pretty uh, landmark decision. I'd like to hear what the ladies have to say on this because we have discussed pregnancy and abortion several times in the past. And gents. And gents, okay, yes. You, can you, don't, matter. you. <laughs> you don't matter. You don't matter. Then the UN, the speeches that happened, there was Nawaz Sharif's speech that has been criticized and critiqued in, in, in the Indian media and a rather strong, punchy reply from Inam Gambhir, the Indian dip- diplomat who fled Pakistan there. Uh, the state government of Karnataka has decided to defy the Supreme Court's order on the release of Kaveri water. Anand, I thought about you when <laughs> yes. I saw this today. He said, imagine if a government were to do that. I would call this Hafta Impact. <laughs> <laughs> they were listening to it. They said, Anand, imagine karna hai that what would happen if a state defied the Supreme Court. Let's show it to them. Let's show it to them. Anand, let's eat it. As my dad would say. Let's eat it. It's done. Let's eat it. Then there was an NHRC report that suggests, I haven't read the report, but the Times of India story suggests that there was an exodus of Hindu families from Kerala. as claimed by hukum singh a bjp mp uh, but our reporters went and found certain evidence to the contrary nhrc seems to say that there was uh, that be an interesting one the race course road has changed to lok kalyan marg uh, and lots more so let's get straight into it um, why don't i start with kishle kish you have um, reported from conflict locations for years two decades actually You've written a book on conflict, um, Blood on My Hands. We've spoken to you about that. What do you make of the attacks? Two things. 
And is war an option, which a lot of news anchors seem to suggest? Okay, what I make of the attack is, of course, it is a t- terrorist attack. Uh, infiltration has been happening. These records are there on public domain. The, on the parliament, uh, the ministers had uh, mentioned how many infiltrations have taken place. This year was higher than, say, for example, last year. Uh, you know, we, we know the details. It happened on the LOC, an army installation, etc., etc., etc. What I think uh, nobody is talking about, uh, either intentionally or unintentionally, is that just in the state of Jammu and Kashmir, there are at least 50 army units installations which do not have the basic peripheral guard wall. Now, you cannot, I mean, this is just not absolutely acceptable that you can have a military installation three, six, ten kilometers from the line of control where it's a sensitive line of control where you're going to put soldiers out in the open with a barbed wire, with tents which are inflammable. Uh, that is not the way that, uh, you know, army should be operating. A professional army anywhere in the world, the kind of elements and the fundamentals that they should be having, Indian Army doesn't have. Now, when I'm connecting this to the question, the second question that you asked is about war. The war is absolutely not an option right now, not because of the cost involved in a war, but only because India's capabilities are not uh, you know, adequate to even have a three-day war. And this is not an exaggeration. We have CAG... Uh, audits uh, and reports which show that we do not have ammunition to even have a 10-day war. Uh, and this CAG audit is done how? Just I mean, do they actually go and check the stockpiles in the godowns? Yeah, how do yeah, they do it? Yeah, really? They, yeah, they yeah. send people? Yeah, 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 yeah. The stock, and the, the reason for this is? Uh, we haven't been able to uh, procure. Our procurement has not happened. Is that because of, files don't move because everyone's scared that we'll be accused of kickbacks? I mean, for various reasons. I mean, army procurement has been a huge problem for... You know, there are certain procurement which is delayed for the last 20 years. Right. So it's not just, you know, 10 years. But Bulletproof Jacket was ordered on the on, in January this year after about 15 years of wait. So half of our army do not have bulletproof jackets. We do not have headgear. We do not have vehicles. Uh, and everything is obsolete. But we so, are the fourth largest standing army in the world. Yeah, that's because right? that, in, in terms of numbers, not in terms of uh, weaponry. I'm just talking of the army, not even the air force. So you know, the usually the breakup of our army, of a professional army uh, equipment, is that 30% of our weapons should be cutting edge, 40% should be current technology, and the remaining 30% would be obsolete or you know phased out technology. Our 99% technology is obsolete. Okay, I and uh, so that is the abysmal situation in which the army is operating. So there's absolutely no question for a war. What, however, uh, after 26-11, the government wanted to do was create something called, you know, the TSD, which was created with VK Singh, which was a technical uh, division, service division, which they named was a very camouflage name, where they would carry out covert operations in, uh, in power across the border. Right. Uh, VK Singh would called it human intelligence. However, you know, it was allegedly covert operation. That continued for a while. Uh, apparently successfully, but that had to be shut down because it, you know, ran into several controversies. India also had something called a cold start pro- doctrine. You know, yeah, I read about that. that in the Express. And the cold start doctrine never took off. Never got off. But what it start. did actually, it actually triggered such a scare in Pakistan that Pakistan started, you know, investing hugely into uh, its war on terrorism. Uh, I mean, the the budget that it got from war on terrorism, it diverted the entire money to... Jihadis. Jihadis all. And so, that is their cold start. 
that is their so cold start was basically an operation it was the name given to an operation where so when something happens before diplomatic you know communication start or pressure from the international community can come you've already done a counter strike or khatam yeah matlab pehle thappad maro baad mein baat karenge yeah jaldi se matlab fatafat but that what happens is that there's something called an escalation ladder hmm. so that is what is going to happen now so everybody who's talking about but now about everyone's war. jumped in america's jumped in this one's jumped in so now you yeah. have the pressures work but even Old. then the escalation uh, ladder would have happened because once i strike the other person is not going to you know pretend uh, you know dead right. going to strike back so so that escalation india is not in a position to even get onto the first rung of an escalation ladder but Anand. is pakistan pakistan is. how well equipped are they pakistan is much much better equipped in terms of weaponry in terms of vehicles because of us of, yeah because of you know they are also a small country also we have a huge problem uh, we cannot have two wars at the same time if we take on pakistan we have to have Uh, we have to be prepared on our, on our eastern front so basically we have to prepare for both say so we need we about 42 go. you know squadrons uh, of uh, you know fighter squadrons we currently we just have 32 i think so we don't even don't even have i mean 32 42 it's a, it's a huge difference okay I so see. so um anand coming to you um i mean first i like to say that this is the information on which a government not may fall it should fall Uh, I mean, you mean to say India can sustain only a war for three days? Three I mean, days. that's just. You should see the article that Kishore has written for us, which we will put a link to. How is it even possible that people are, you know, going about their daily lives with this it's information? Shocking! It's I really mean, I, shocking. I can't, you know. But I mean, I mean, I I'm not able to register it. <laughs> But I think that is an all-out war. Which I mean, it right, Kishore? Correct me if I'm wrong. That is, if it's an all-out war, not. like skirmish yeah you know just like a, a little bit of so, like provoking each other no like so so this is that is what that is what they mean by the escalation ladder that's a technical term so you get on to the first rung the other person gets on to the second rung and you go on to the third rung okay, so you can stop a all the, out war the other thing so is the moment you get on to the first rung you have to be prepared so you you won't even talk but, but when did the cag come with this report last year last year yeah. and what was the army's reaction <clears throat> i mean to this the they... army has been for years asking no army has been uh, complaining i remember army that is for the longest even time even in kargil no but did they leave this that they took kargil as an opportunity they... to uh, get equipment which was not really required Though, for kargil but stuff that they'd been waiting for for years right. a lot of stuff was brought in at that time exactly the snow sleds and i remember george yeah. fernandes was the defense minister uh, the snow sleds he went to siachen and he threatened bureaucrats in the ministry of defense that if the boots and the jackets that require do not reach you know asap i'm going to station you then you see how cold it is because even the jackets and boots for minus 40 degrees weren't reaching and them. you know how dismal it I is in siachen that when they do a changeover when uh, when the new uh, troops are, who are assigned come in they take the clothes from the people who are just leaving my god mm. i mean it's so Crazy. and yeah, it's yeah. such a punishing mm. posting you can't go to the loo for days you can't eat properly your temp- your body temperature is a mess your mind is a mess your body is just thrown out. it's like literally what a, mo- a space ride does to a human I mean, system uh, unless you enhance uh, you know our manpower with equipment and technology i don't even you know see how we can even hold them accountable even in cargill the play what happened in uri of course and uniform the torn uniforms to two people hmm. but, to un- one at a time but in uh, uri uh, we must also mention this what happened in uri is not just that you know there wasn't a guard wall or there isn't weaponry or something of that sort because that was not necessary what was necessary was 
you know, regular patrol, yeah. regular ambushes. Actually, we'll, we'll come to that. No, why don't have... we have a wall? Huh? Why don't have, why have the army no, there's not... There's no money. There's no... Uh, and oh, there's so much no. of uh, how much of the border will you wall that actually? That is really no, but around well, if, not the border. If Donald Trump wins, around the around their barracks, around their encampment. Well, I guess uh, the Anjana, I think about. we have a horrible uh, culture of jugad that we mm. think is our asset, and so it doesn't matter if we don't have a wall, we'll manage. No, no, there is a in this case, of course, it's managed, but uh, there uh, the request for wall because peripheral guard wall is a must. So it has been given year after year, but there is no budgetary sanction for it. So this is the thing. So like, it's always a budgetary you, sanction. Pass. And to come back to this that skirmish would be a primary thing. thing. Uh, sorry, that's appalling. Sorry, one sec. Uh, Dipanjana, let Dipanjana get forward. If it's a budgetary consideration, I think that's appalling. Because yeah. when the government wants money for anything, it seems to be there. Yeah. Well, it's two things. It's one is that this is prioritizing, right? You'd think that this would be the most obvious thing to prioritize for, a peripheral guard wall. The other thing is that because we end up discussing in popular discourse and in public discourse the army when there is a crisis situation like Uri, what happens is that we can't actually raise any of these questions because it gets immediately uh, seen as leveling criticism against the institution. And it's not about that, but the fact is that the way we've discussed, we've seen this topic being discussed in media rather, has, has been appalling. Yeah, also it doesn't find any, um, no spotlight is shining on it when something like this doesn't happen. Sorry, Anand, you yeah, were saying? Just one point on, you know, what we were discussing, whether, you know, a, this three-day thing, uh, you know, is, uh, uh, you know, for a small skirmish or an all-out war. The thing is, if we know this, CAG has told us, the army, then obviously our enemy knows this as well. Right. And, you know, so they will not stop just at a skirmish. So they will they want know. it to escalate. Yeah, they would okay. want it to... Uh, yeah. I, you know, I was... Uh, Speaking with an uncle of mine who's a retired Fauji and I was just, you know, getting some views of him. Is, does he come on times now? Right? No, he doesn't actually. And that's what exactly what he was saying. He said, you know, I'm surprised at, you know, the kind of discussion that happened. He said, I'm surprised at the army officers who take part in those discussions. Because those guys would not be taken seriously in a serious army gathering. These are his exact words. He says, these are not people who me and my colleagues would sit and discuss anything with. These guys are off in the head. And I mean, he uses far more, you know, rude terms. But if I do that, I'll say, what did you do for the country? But, you know, one thing that he said is, and uh, this will not probably get that much mentioned in the popular media, and maybe it shouldn't. He says that within the forge right now, you know, whatever's happening in the war, like, he says, war is not an option. That, please understand. Although I liked, uh, you know, General Panag's column on News Laundry, where he spoke about one has to respond to keep the morale of the army up. And this is something that... Uncle X was telling me because uh, he says people like me don't go on location and discussions. He says um, what has happened over the last many years and this is not Modi government it happened from Manmohan Singh's time he said a certain amount of autonomy that the commanding officers on the front have. He says in fact his exact words were don't let the bastards get one night's sleep. You have to keep doing ungli. He says, you don't sit there and say, uh-huh, we'll wait for them to fire. He says, you are there to give Ungli. They should not get a moment's peace. And if some civilians go in mortar shelling, they go because they are living on the border. You are you are in a military... This is an enemy country. So if there is cross-border firing, people will die. But he's saying the problem is that when something like this happens, there used to be the autonomy that the man on the ground would take a uh, judgment call. Do I strike back? What do I do? 
He says, now that autonomy doesn't exist, that is the biggest problem. The guy who decides what I should do immediately should be on the ground there and it has to be a split-second decision. Is that right or wrong? Uh, has that autonomy completely gone from on ground? Do they have to report back up kya kare? See, I don't know the whether it's gone or whether it's there or not. But one thing that I know is that the morale is at an all-time low. Hmm. Uh, a because obviously they know that they don't have the fighting power and it doesn't feel you don't feel good because when you are you know that you're a strong army you're a well-trained army and but you yet, just don't have the equipment yeah you don't have the equipment because someone is you know making money at, uh, at the other, other end B is that they've increasingly seen from the time we kissing and the government got into the age uh, row that you know that they somehow feel a little isolated as if as if the army is not given then again they saw up oh yeah or up was when they saw their own you know colleagues uh, former senior colleagues Getting being, being heckled yeah again the seventh pay commission you know so this somehow the morale as as i know from the ground is at an all time low and to really sit in that kind of a situation uh, without uh, any kind of protection as uh, sitting ducks and and the word that they use the officers use and i know that word they have said that the jawans basically are uh, in in our country are like fodder so they are battle fodder so and, and i that's, suppose they themselves also realize that they are battle fodder that's but uh, it was reported that narendra modi had uh, issued a statement saying that he's left it to the army to decide after his uh, big meeting with everybody yeah but the army commanders even before narendra modi and this is the first thing that uh, you know that caught my eyes the army commanders actually advised modi against no. any impulsive action which meant that we are we not don't ready. Again, yeah we are not, we don't have the resources right um, really dis- yeah i think it's sad but i but I, i think we can i mean while we are on the topic hmm. may i suggest i think we should also discuss about this the other option that people are talking about it is the india cancelling the indus indus water treaty now right. that has come into uh, uh you know suddenly people are debating about it over the last couple of days so yes. i would like you know, i'm sorry uh, this might be a very naive question but we've fought wars and we haven't done anything about the treaty yeah. we're going to change that now <clears throat> well no I, we can't do it so under international law this is not a bilateral treaty uh so we cannot abrogate the treaty there's no question i mean you can do it but internationally then you'll be isolated uh, yeah i mean and, and, the, and we are fighting we are not fighting a war yeah, against pakistan, the pakistani people pakistan does everything where they should be isolated yeah but they still do it but no so but the other but the problem other is that it's not just isolating right it this will put pakistani people into great into distress. tremendous so, distress and then situation. we look bad no, but, I, but I, think. I i personally don't think that is the reason that it won't be done i think if it puts pressure on a people that's a way of putting pressure on the government yeah i mean but but i think the bigger problem is that if we if we default on the treaty like it is a multilateral treaty and while you know pakistan may be you know not isolated but let's face it they don't have a sparkling reputation internationally you know madeline albright called them an international migraine i remember when you watch cnn every every morning the panel pakistan name comes up like यू नो द नुक्कड़ का बदमाश हाँ किसने हाँ फिर यू नो बिंटू ने फिर से पचड़ा कर दिया सो दे आर लाइक दैट ए वी डोंट वॉन्ट बी दै बी दे हैवन साइंड अ ट्रीटी दैट दे आर नाउ गोइंग बैक ऑन यू सी दिस इन इंटरनेशनल ट्रीटी इफ यू डू दैट देन यूर इंटरनेशनली इट्स लाइक हु वॉज इट अर्जेंटीना हु डिसाइड टू डिफॉल्ट ऑन अ लोन रिसेंटली टू द वर्ल्ड बैंक यू नो दैट बिगर प्रॉब्लम बिगर प्रॉब्लम विद दिस इज दैट द मोमेंट वी एब्रोगेट दिस ट्रीटी और इवन कंसिडर डूइंग इट we have china out there so yeah. that's china can then upper riparian country so i mean you know and china is as we've seen even in the last two days is backing pakistan still leaning towards them i think there are two points here i think one is 
one i think the countries have to decide how much hypocritical they are and how much is their moral standing and i think india succeeds on both counts now let me elaborate on that we i think generally we believe that uh, pakistan is perpetrating acts of terror against us and we are a peaceful country we are not doing any of that stuff you know that stuff now uh, i mean we all know when america was attacked without a un resolution they went and attacked the other country right okay so it is not that violating a treaty or you know waiting for a un sanction and mm. if you know right now in yemen what is happening there without a un resolution saudi arabia in cohorts with uk and us are actually bombing uh, uh you know aden and yemen mm. uh it is what is our moral standing now here i come to the other point you see pakistan i do not treat pakistan or consider pakistan as a functioning democracy now what do i mean by that i mean they have a government elected by the people but the point of cancelling a treaty is akin to having sanctions against a country i mean it is that serious hmm. now for you can have a sanction against a functional democracy because what will happen is when the people begin to suffer they put that pressure on their government, government and the government responds right on the other hand if you put sanctions for example like against north korea okay it is not a functioning democracy yeah, so the, i mean the leader kim doesn't give two hoots about yeah. it and the result is that the people die in their millions i mean they fast and, and this this is so your fear starve. is in pakistan that's what will happen so that is it what will is not happen. have any it desired effect it will not effect. have any desired effect on the pakistan army and the people who control it the people who are going to suffer are the pakistanis that's very it, possible it is a north korea like situation so that's very possible because you hear of cases in pakistan where rivers are diverted to fill swimming pools you know rather than we go to the peasants yeah. to drink water anyway, we also flood ourselves one last thing can i okay, yeah, quickly. mention quick, quickly i'll tell you that you know 17 uh, 18 dead uh, in uri if you just look at the last say 15 20 years <clears throat> 15 uh, 18 indian soldiers were killed last year in ambush in manipur okay before that in 2001 uh, 15, 16 i think bsf soldiers were dragged into the bangladesh territory yes. and were they were hacked to death brutally mm-hmm. right. uh, for about 15 years bangladesh was a safe haven for about 30 to 40 militant groups india con- con- you know i mean every 15 days produced dossiers and maps and you know gave nothing happened bangladesh only from about 2009 they started handing over in the second term of uh, you know uh, sheikh hasina's uh, term that she started handing uh, these guys over there is over bhutan of course did not as a country did not aid and abet but there were 38 militant camps in bhutan so we've had bhutan we've had bangladesh we've had uh, nepal not as a country but anyway did provide safe haven myanmar uh so pakistan is not just the only con- neighbor where which has been carrying out these kind of st- where from where at least these uh militant outfits have been carrying out strikes but we've I, never considered war I, against I, any yeah, of these countries but i think the, the, the difference is pakistan is actually perpetrating acts of terror all around india so if you see 2611 no, i mean no i don't think that i so think with just, pakistan it's stated policy with bangladesh it may be see there's a difference in your country is so disorganized that you know some people are doing something but that's not a stated objective that's not part of your plan mm. no. in pakistan is part of strategy i no, think that's a difference no so, so i i beg to differ here parish barwa the commander in chief of alpha uh, who has been who has, has maintained the command control for the last 33 years used to live in dhanmandi in dhaka with the dgfi which is the bangladesh intelligence and so the, so, so, so the bangladesh state machinery helped abetted aided all the militant groups so you know i mean so i, I think so you're saying that the whole pakistan war happens because of the history 
Yeah, so, so India's policy towards these kind of scum, these kind of attacks has never been war. So today suddenly I'm surprised that and the last one week we've drummed up war. Because India, we have to, first we have to, you know, protect ourselves from, you know, reinforce ourselves. Actually, I'll come to that a little later. That. Madhu, you have someone to say, I have a letter to read, an email. Okay, uh, so uh, before we move on, we'll be discussing this a little more because it's dominated headlines and I think rightly so. There's a letter from Ankush Jolly. Hi, News Laundry team. First of all, I want to tell you that I have subscribed to News Laundry. I have been following News Laundry Hafta since the last six weeks and Abhinandan's consistent persuasion finally made me realize the importance of having a free media without any bias towards any party. I really enjoy News Laundry Hafta and I am now waiting for the deep dive podcast from you guys. Um, Ankush, we will be calling it Let's Talk About and it shall be up probably in the next three weeks if I'm not wrong. The first one is already pretty much produced. Okay. Then Ankush goes on to say, Anand Ranganathan provides stability to the podcast through his well-thought-out views on any issue discussed. Thank you. Any issue discussed. Agli bar hum love. Next time we are talking about love. Ishq, mohabbat, pyar. Madhu, ma'am, being the most senior, provides depth to the podcast. Madhu, thank you for providing depth and your seniority. I loved her Can You Take It series, especially the one with Karan Thapar and Ravish Kumar. Then Ankush goes on to say, I've realized media has lost its credibility and etc, etc. And that this is a low point for today's journalism. I hope News Ronnie will change this perspective and bring back lost credibility. And Ankush ends with Burra! Oh! Ek Ankush, thank you so much. In six weeks only, you have been persuaded to subscribe. Here, are subscribe So, dear Mufat Khors, subscribe contribute karo independent media and also while I'm at plugging stuff I would like to um, plug our other podcast the Panjana and Rajshri's podcast the awful and awesome entertainment rap that tells you all about pop culture cinema television and digital content we're the awesome part awful is what we cover yes so now you know and thanks Ankush for your letter for your email thank you for subscribing and your encouraging words and please encourage others to subscribe as well including all these Mufat Khors listening and not paying. Sharam karo. Okay, i just like to get back to the other aspect of this entire Indo-Pak thing. The UN. Nawaz Sharif's speech at the UN where he called, um, what's the terrorist's name? Buranwani. Buranwani. A um, peaceful young leader. No, a young leader yeah. who has been killed. And now, he brought the word peace in. And Buranwani was a stated terrorist. He wasn't like pretending no, to be he said something. that he was, a, who had a dream of for a, a Muslim, peaceful... For a Muslim caliphate. There. And, 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 and a pe- he used the word peace in Buranwani's context. Now the thing I don't is, know how he does that. Now the thing is that, um, A, that speech got a lot of play in Indian media. And this is where I think the Indian public does not get the full picture. And then, you know, the Indian diplomats' response to that. So, on CNN, on IBN, you know, CNN, uh, Zaka Jacobs show, they had Farid Zakaria. And he said, give us the view from America, American media. Farid Zakaria, for those of you who may not be familiar, is one of the leading news anchors of CNN International. So, he was sitting there in New York and uh, he said, so how has uh, uh, Nawaz Sharif's speech been received there? Not at all. So he says, no one's really paying attention to it because... And then what he said, you know, of course, Zaka wouldn't want to play it up because at this stage, there is competitive patriotism happening between channels. In fact, Aaj Tak had, a, had a, this thing saying, uh, Sabse Desh Bhakti, 
देशभक्त रिपोर्टिंग आज तक की एलओसी से देशभक्त रिपोर्टर्स देशभक्त रिपोर्टर्स सो इट्स लाइक दे वी आर देशभक्त सो यू नो अर्नब वाज डूइंग नाउ आई अंडरस्टैंड एट अ टाइम लाइक दिस देयर विल बी कंपैरेटिव पेट्रियोटिज्म व्हिच इज फाइन इट्स अंडरस्टैंडेबल बट द वन थिंग दैट फरीद जकारिया सेड इज यू नो राइट नाउ ऑल द वेस्टर्न पावर्स एंड द पीपल हु मैटर दे आर डिस्कसिंग सीरिया ओके दे आर डिस्कसिंग इराक सो इट डजंट मैटर व्हाट इंडिया और पाकिस्तान आर सेइंग not just pakistan basically f- what i got from his and if farid zakaria is to be believed and he has an idea of what how the west is perceiving this we can keep playing nawaz's speech and we can keep playing what indians saying and keep saying china supports us us supports us uk supports us but what i got from there is no one gives a shit you guys sort it out we we don't even care you know well here's the thing um Yes, larger perspective, Syria where an entire country is being destroyed and a population is essentially being wiped out is is enormously important. And it's an international dispute at this it point. It is an international dispute with Russia in play uh, and everyone else really in play. All of the western world has, you know, been embedded in them one way or the other and you have one of the worst dictators that we've known of going out against his people. That said, I don't think that's reason enough for us to not look at Nawaz Sharif's spe- speech because in our local context it is important. I agree. I was just saying that it was being played as if the west gives a shit because you know, there were graphs uh, there were those graphics coming at the bottom. US says we are with you, Britain says we are with you, Afghanistan no one gives a shit and which is you know I'm just flipping the coin after that right you know like others to come in. Does that mean that it's also true that if we then escalate no one gives a shit why are we scared of what the west says no. like i do think for for morale i i think um it it is in order to you know have a few mortars fly across the border i i, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at this stage and if you do that and they're so preoccupied with syria if it's true that they don't give a shit about what india is saying that look at our pain then they shouldn't give a shit if we respond i think that uh, our foreign office our ministry of external affairs has always been obsequiously aware of what the international world will think of india i it's it's been our tradition and it's always irritating and irksome i don't think it matters any every country does what is best in their interest america did it they do it all the time as the old saying goes from the time of the indo china war laos war everything that the sun has never set on american americans shedding blood in some other country is all they've always been doing it israel does what's best for their country they don't look for international recognition yeah, but they have and a, there's no reason no, for us to but they have got launch from the us i mean i don't no, think no even the then bearable. even then the problem here is that if we did whatever we needed to do um without looking for that approval it's a question of perception if the united states knows that they can't screw around with us and we're not a banana republic and we do what is suitable for us at any given time i think we should have the self confidence to do it and not look for approval there is this problem that i used to really feel irritated and embarrassed when i was living in america when our prime minister would come and give a speech at the un and in fact i was working at the un in the press section at that time and used to be bother me so much that actually nobody was paying attention no one would pay attention to countries like ours and um uh, and uh, subs- also on the other side of the coin is that how america's in flames today with this new two ki- killings all right of of unarmed black men uh, that's their focus in all their stories in all their headlines we're not covering it we're not bothered 
so there's a there's a natural self interest national interest we're not bothered about their big stories that's their biggest so, stories and that that's the, both ways that blacks are being killed huh? unarmed blacks are regularly being killed there have been riots but that's an internal no. issue right it's not between two countries kishlai you tell me uh, i mean what is your view on after anand like yours if there is a complete lack of concern for india's you know problems and bringing up pakistan and if what farid zakaria says is true that you know you guys can keep fighting at the un here right now no one is giving a shit then should a little mortar across the border should affect them <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I think Farid Zakaria is saying uh, what Farid Zakaria is saying that the American media is not bothered, uh, the Congress is bothered, the White House is bothered because we are talking about two nuclear powers. So mm. I think the West is very, very bothered. Uh, I, I wouldn't go with Farid Zakaria saying that they're not bothered. They are not bothered, but they are not going to play it in loop. Uh, mm. You know, Nawaz Sharif's speech on India, and also for India, I agree that India also. We sh- I don't think that so we should play it on the loop because it's the most predictable thing. Mm. You know, he called up the army chief before. Uh, we kept saying it again and again. Let him call up the army chief, and you know, let him uh, discuss it with him. How does it matter? It's his army chief. Uh, I mean, it's not his. I mean, if Nawaz Sharif was calling up the Indian army chief to prepare for his, uh, that would be speech, news. That would be news. No, but yeah, can so I, I give? Not, uh, uh, you finish then. I have a story. to tell yeah yeah no, yeah no you carry on okay Please. so thank you diplomatic offensive obviously is uh, um, you know a preferred offensive but with pakistan you cannot even have a diplomatic offensive uh, what how what the only one point agenda that india is now pursuing which is also not going to hurt pakistan at all is to isolate it in sark now sark is a non starter even hmm. if pakistan who cares who cares pakistan doesn't care it's like what you what anand was talking about north korea pakistan doesn't care about anything and that is where i think we at least need to start protecting ourselves because this attack could have been prevented see uh, i was interviewing uh, nawaz sharif the first time he became prime minister uh, the he had morning hair. back when he had hair yes well slightly and the Wispy. and the morning the, it was the morning of his uh, election result and ours was the first interview and as the interview continued he would keep getting slips from someone and then he'd say मधु जी ये ये सवाल जरा फिर से पूछिए एंड देन यू वो चेंज इज आंसर सो दिस हैपन कंटिन्यूसली ड्यूरिंग द इंटरव्यू सो ऑब्वियसली यू वॉज बींग वॉचड बाई दी आर्मी इन एन अदर रूम दिस वॉज द फर्स्ट टाइम ही बिकेम प्राइम मिनिस्टर वी वेंट टू कवर द इलेक्शन एंड इट वॉज एन अनबिलीवेबल टू कवर इलेक्शन इन इन पाकिस्तान यू डोंट नो वॉट इट्स लाइक इट्स लाइक पीपल हैव क्लाइंब अप ऑन एवरी बस ऑन एवरी कार traveling with kalishnikovs in their buses and cars we rented a bus to get footage because there's no other oh, way we rented a kalishnikov how boring was no, it we sat on top of it and we sat on top of it and that's how you could get all the footage so then finally to go back to the narashri story so he's getting these slips and each time he would say wo questions are phir se puche and the answer would be different at the end of the interview finally i said okay bahut bahut dhanyawad and this and that and i'm ready to leave and we're beginning to pack up and he gets another slip and he says madhu ji aap baith jaiye aap pack up nahi kariye ye puri interview phir se karte hain <laughs> so i said i have a plane to catch ye abhi f- bilkul flight mere ko 1 baje pakadni hai i have to get to the airport so i can't do it again we've got to go he says plane ka koi fikr nahi karenge hum plane ko delay karte hain <laughs> so they delayed the plane i redid the interview i didn't see too much difference in his first interview or second there must have been some very minor nuances which the Uh, Pakistani ISI or army was wearing a wig yeah. in the second one and so when i arrived at the plane and the, in the plane and these passengers were waiting inside in a delayed plane 
So you can imagine the dirty looks that I got and my team and everything. And then in those days, there wasn't the kind of security that there wa- that there is today. The guy who had been showing me around was the grandson of my father's old business partner in Lahore. And he'd been taking me everywhere. He said, Sir, dhaklo, aap aise lagte ho, aap Karachi ke ho, aap aise kapre pehente ho. So I went around asking questions which normally they would never answer to an Indian. So I got amazing answers, anti-Indian answers. And then he brings a dekchi of biryani and says, Puri Sabji, which is my father, and he puts it under my seat. The whole plane was thinking of biryani. <laughs> so so that were... was the first instance of biryani diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Madhu. That, I, that may have caused the first skirmish. I know. <laughs> the point is that this guy, for him to be taking calls from the army is on what new. to say is not new. Yeah, but I That's think how he's functioning. That's why he's staying in power. Because he cannot say anything that is real. Okay. Now, I'd just like to end with our coverage of it on Indian television. I just thought that... And, you know, I don't want to dwell on this because we are as just accused that focusing too much on, you know, the jingoistic channels, you know, being led by Arnab. But I find it hard to ignore, especially when he has the kind of market dominance he does. I don't know whether you guys saw what he did last night. He pretty much said we have to weed out the enemy within before we go out. I mean, I know, it's just bizarre. It was, I mean, it was out of a bad Sunny Deal movie script where, you know, some Dr. Doom says, Ab dekho mein inko ek par kaise ki ye ab aur dekh lena kya ho. You know that ghatiya dialogue? It's a bit like McCarthyism. And then, and then cut to this guy. I was like, dude, you were two days running before a hashtag let's stand together or let's stand united. In 48 hours, it's let's bring... The to be fair, the sneeze. day they had the hashtag United Against Park was the most fractious debate ever. <laughs> so they weren't living by that hashtag no, even then. I, I mean, I'm just shocked at that at stuff like that. You know, it it blows my mind. I, I I don't. Each time I think that this guy's off, he just goes off at a different. I mean, no, the anyone, day that he said that this. Uh, CBI has to answer to Times now. The CBI director has to come to Times now and answer our questions. He can't run away from us. Then that day I realized. But that I will say, I mean, gone too far. I know we love Times now for all the uh, madness that they inflict upon us. But they really are not alone in the words of X Files. Between Z News, hmm. uh, yeah, some of India Today's coverage, News X, and News X. News X is another. No, but league. excuse me. Wow. I've been watching only to get the news and I'm looking for which channel will give me the news. Mm. And India Today has had four reporters at every skirmish point, including Uri, and they've been giving excellent reports. Which they've is why I said some of. They have reporters. had reporters on the there. ground. They've got 12 reporters on the ground. He's standing at the barbed wire saying that's the training ground. It's a mosque. If our, if our army knocks it down, they will be accused of knocking down uh, mosques. Yes, but mosques. we've also had we've also had programs like the one last night where there was basically it was basically an hour of the Indian panel saying that Pakistan is apparently quaking in their boots because we might declare war on them. Yeah, I, so I, I it has, that, that whole it's unnuanced as well. Yeah, I think for journalism, I think if India today, if India Today continues with good reporting. I think it like my choice yesterday was to watch India Today because of the reporting. Dis- I had enough of the shouting. Disclosure, Madhu's founding editor of India Today. Just, yeah, but yeah, I have nothing to do with no, it no, now. No, no, fair yeah, enough. I'm just, just fair enough. But, so okay, it is now, neutral. But I do but, think, yeah, yeah I, I think they've uh, done some uh, great and reports. And I've criticized them often enough. Yep. 
they've done some great reports in the past but i do think they have an element of jingoism but what Which i i love what i i love jingoism what i like is that they have a, a diverse they have by the way did you see you've been approached repeatedly by shivarur to tell you that he is not a forgy kid ha uh-huh, i've told him i'm sorry you're Why? not Because I, I, I thought they're all four G kids. Last, uh, oh yeah, Achha. I must officially apologize mm. because in the last hafta I said all the India Today kids, Rahul Kanwar, Gaurav Savant, and Shivaru were all four G kids. And? So he tweeted, "Madhu, I'm not." So oh. I apologize. Mm. You are underprivileged that you're not. Anand, you were saying. But you know uh, this thing about what uh, DJ said about Pakistan quaking in the boo. I mean, you know, I can't emphasize this enough. You look at the psychology of a nation and the people. Pakistan will never quake in its boots, and I'll, uh, the reason is because I don't know how to pronounce it. The raison d'être hmm. is that how raison d'être raison d'être raison d'être yeah of okay the the reason for Pakistan is India. I mean it it has a pathological infatuation, knee hatred of India, and. people you know it's like you but honestly looking at the coverage in places like newsx and you know our general jingoistic batch we've seemed exactly that way even though that may not be reflective of the entire nation right i mean which is the stupid thing you know to do i mean the whole point is i mean i okay now i i hate saying this again but mm. four three and a half years ago i wrote a piece on that <laughs> <laughs> Wonder, <laughs> when is that going to come? It's been too long since we heard that line. Lectures do not give reference to their own books or articles. <laughs> no, no, they yeah. give it to others, other books and articles. No, but you don't say anything here on the panel. Only Anand. But uh, ignore was, all these people. I'm I know, but it was titled uh, "Goodbye and Good Luck, Pakistan." And the thing is, please read that, reread that, hmm. uh, dear listeners. Nothing has changed, and I drew parallels with. I mean how do we go about tackling the situation of Pakistan I drew parallels with how we dealt with South Africa now obviously at one point of time in the 50s South Africa was one of the top 10 economic powers in the world and we decided Nehru decided or our policy rightly so that it is an apartheid regime and we want nothing to do with it and we completely dismembered ourselves all our relations you know with the normal south africans lot of white south africans who won not just us not lots just of, us not lots just of us. countries lots of countries and we think we took a moral high ground mm. now you know this thing about pakistan is like is a small ant that gets into you know soon hathi uh, soon yeah and keeps on irritating you Uh, Although you were going to say something else and not soon, नहीं, but because आप बहुत ही घटिया किस्म के सिमिलर्स देखते हैं, मैंने साफ कर दिया soon. But the point is, is like I, I mean I I look at Pakistan and Nawaz Sharif and I'm reminded of Ahmadinejad. Mm. That the guy, you know, I used to watch that guy. Far from that guy quaking, I used to quake in my boots because here this guy is going to do something or say something which is going to be a you know. Yeah. So Pakistan will never quake in its boots. We have to get rid of this notion. And I never. think that is one of the reasons a lot of people think. Uh, you know, I'd like Kishle's view on this that their nuclear button threshold is very low. They yes. will not think that long before doing that. Like you know, China is a responsible country in that sense. So is India. Or as others. and the other thing you know what you're talking about is and with due apologies to my pakistani friends who may be hearing this uh, i have a theory i've been to pakistan and lahore and i you know this people love each other on both sides and all i think it's a bit of a stretch it's a bit of a bullshit um while they are not i mean they didn't say acha to me it might be true i mean no they said to me india so you tumhe peet na no it's not that yeah. of course they love you and they say nice things but if the conversation comes up it is there is nothing gentle about the whole thing about what you said Pakistan exists because India exists. Pakistan wasn't a country; it has been carved out of India. So they are, we are not India. That is why. 
so that is why to be a person in pakistan is an emotional uh, meta meta experience because you could be a peace loving wonderful person but you exist because we did not want to be with india that's and why you slowly, exist and slowly you see so to acknowledge one second yeah, sure, so to please, acknowledge sorry. that india is okay it's secular it's a fine it's a decent country is to acknowledge that we should not exist so you see how difficult yeah. it is it's to it's a deep psychological thing it is like so yeah, which is totally why it's a finger on it yeah. because if if your existence is because of it's it's, it's incurable deep cut it is which incurable. they can't get over yeah. but i think i was so shocked as kishle said madhu the only seminar, only solution is to we were at a media yourself. seminar and there was a very young pakistani journalist and um i was quite shocked when she got up and she said she was on the stage and she said that all this stuff that people talk about that we are the same people we eat the same food our language is similar our culture is the same all that she says it's basically bull because i'm from a generation that had no contact with india or indians or my generation before that had nothing to do with india i have nothing in common with you people i'm a different person i'm a different nationality i'm a different country and that's where it's at so get used to it and there was this pin drop silence because before that everybody was doing the <laughs> usual thing ke hum ek hain but very often indians will say hum ek hain yeah. pakistani will not say indian say that fact, we have a you know poignant sense of poignancy about pakistan no, but you can also understand because but naipaul narrated it very well you know i mean talked about the psychological impact of you know so what they're doing is they throughout i mean their history books they're slowly removing this notion of Uh, you know having been conjoined with india at one point of time so their history and the lessons from the history is more and more tilting towards further east so you know ironically like of course and, our you know, history books are also same. being doctored but just to put the opposite point of view that we basically ruled the whole world and somehow got shrunk to this one but uh, but i think the point that you just made of what this woman said is something that we tend to not keep in mind which is that the generation that has fed the idea of all of us being one people all of south asia essentially being one people came from a culture where there was so much more interaction between these countries for the last 20 years in particular there hasn't been any exchange of that sort but so there is a lot i'll tell okay, you okay we need to move we have to okay. wind up on pakistan uh, so the next thing i'd like to move on to is but just yes or no from kishle was there a covert operation that happened on the quint story <laughs> is the quint story when we went and neutralized 10 or 20 people very unlikely okay well, i can't say for sure but given last year also uh, the indian army held a press conference pr- provided a picture with the uh, indian army Ooh. with a aircraft not showing anything else immediately the myanmar's government tweeted saying that the indian forces never came in and also uh, technically you know they are north of myanmar so it's not possible for indian army to have gone so far not hit any target and come back uh, and this one if uh, in india would have hit a the government would have said yes we've hit hmm. b is that if you've hit pakistan would have hit back right so there would have been some something noise. yeah so, i'm just so, saying we exercised enormous restraint and did not put sunny deol in our article image i'm just saying but, you know, but just we did actually about the no only for twitter but okay <laughs> just i gave in over seconds. there 10, okay, 10 seconds, seconds we got to move on okay maybe 15 seconds hmm. the thing i i think the indian government dealt with it wrongly the army where, where they denied it you see the thing is everyone's being for blood this is ha ho gaya no the point is they should have said we like cia we neither confirm nor deny hmm. i think see, that's actually they, what they went with No, no, they, they denied, denied it. it. Oh, they, they denied totally it. Denied it. No, okay, I, I, we. Sorry. Okay, let's just move on to the next. No, I just want to say that the Indian people should have some faith in the army that everything that they do does not have to be publicized right. to us. 
So in that sense, I never use the word faith because I don't think you should have faith in anything ever. You have to check it out. But this, I think we have to trust them a little bit that it's not going to be publicized the way they do it. Okay. Now, let's just come to, you know, more violent battles than just Indian-Pakistan. Uh, BJP up. in the New York Times, a piece by Nicholas Kristof when a crackpot runs for president. <laughs> and he talks about, and I mean, he's gone into detail about, you know, when a narrative is set, then like, for example, there's a narrative, Crooked Hillary. So then you scrutinize any, you know, thing that she said wrongly or incorrect information she's given. Whereas if you just see the amount of incorrect information that Donald Trump gives, on a daily basis, he gives 10 bullshit pieces. Also, it talks about the low bar set. Like, because Donald Trump has been such a blowhard for so long, the tolerable amount of nonsense from him is much higher. So, he has to say something completely bizarre to be pointed fingers at. Whereas, Hillary has to say something slightly bizarre and they'll say, look what she's saying. Like, she has to say something that may kind of suggest racism in some weird context and they'll say, oh, look. But he has to pretty much call someone the N-word because he's already gone so far. On that... I think there's a danger of the Indian media falling into the trap that ye to while the kind of FIRs and the allegations under which our families are arrested become more and more ridiculous. Like the FIR against the Delhi Commission of Women Chief Swati Malibal, who I have full disclosure, I've known her very well for 12, 15 years. The reason she didn't join the party was because she thinks politics sucks and she wanted to do social service her whole life. The fact is that the BJP doesn't want to let anything work. They have just arrested a guy for pushing a security guard. They have video evidence of guys beating up toll booth agents from the BJP. Not even an FIR is lodged. And normalization of this is what Nicholas Kristof says the US media is doing with Trump. And I think this is what the Indian media is doing with the BJP saying, I mean, I think now for anything to make headlines, the BJP would have to get someone bumped off. Only then would make headlines. I mean, the kind of charges on which people are being arrested is ridiculous. And the fact that this is okay, I think is shocking. I think it's of serious concern, but whether you like up or not. against um, Swati was the, uh, I think the complaint was by Barkha. Barkha Singh, yes. Uh, Barkha Singh, not Barkha yeah. Dutt. Um, and it was uh, the ACB, the Anti-Corruption Bureau, given to Anti-Corruption Bureau. And it was on graft charges, if I'm not mistaken. And this is an FIR. I mean, this is a first information report. Right. So, I mean, I think by law it has to be filed, if I'm not mistaken. On actually, the FIR has also named Arvind Kejriwal. Some have denied uh, it. Actually. I don't know. No, no. He has but, been named. Okay. They, they ha and then they said, we haven't said he's accused. But there's an interesting thing that's happening. But I'm Anandam. just talking about the other one, about oh. the MLA who's been pushed. Of course, one of them has got bail who pushed a security guard. He's been arrested for assault. He's Actually, got bail. Uh, one of our reporters uh, was saying something quite interesting. Uh, Amit was saying that um, it would be very interesting to just go and try and file any of these complaints without mentioning an up connection. Yeah, so -so and pushed just, me. 
and just see how seriously will the Delhi police take it and then seven hours later go back and say that the up guy pushed That's me. That's a good experience. Let's, do it. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. But a very interesting thing is happening which is that Congress surprisingly has taken a lead lately I'm finding over the past one month. Like yesterday Ajay Makan, you know, quote unquote, according to him, exposed this Mohalla clinic scam. He held a big press conference and he said that all the Mohalla clinics, most of them, uh, I mean, 1,000 were supposed to be set up and now only 100 have been and most of them are on, uh, belong to land of ARP members and they are being paid the rent. So there is a conflict Actually, I think he just spoke about one. No, he gave, he gave, you know, four or five examples. Hmm. And I mean, I, I didn't read hmm. his whole, this thing, the press conference. But so ARP, I mean, Congress has taken a lead. I mean, this again, this complaint was by Barkha and this Ajay Makan uh, thing, you know, coming up again. So I don't know, maybe Congress realizes... Ki boss, I mean, A, we have zero, zero seats. Okay, how the hell are but we going to get back? But the is still with the central government. I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, the Congress has also said a lot of things against Amit Shah. I don't think the Delhi police will go and arrest him. But uh, I, I think exactly this point. I think we are not, not at all used seeing a state government uh, in power being arrested by its own police. But the, Delhi, of course... Numbers. Except it's not. Yeah, that's, but Delhi, of course, you know, presents a different scenario. But... I think, you know, in post-independent India, uh, the entire story has been of arbitrary arrests, detentions. I don't think so. You know, BJP uh, is culpable for various other crimes. I don't think that this is, this is a much, much lesser thing mm. that they are involved in. I mean, I wouldn't really, because Congress has been doing it for like last 50 years. No, but yeah. Kishle, I mean, there is a point to it. As, as we, I mean, we have discussed this you know, many times, and I've said this, that the wheels of justice are grinding a wee bit faster <laughs> when it comes to ARP. There is no doubt about it. But of course, you know, one must not mix the cases up. So out of 13, 14, I mean, you would find there are genuinely 60, 70% of MLAs have, you know, genuinely... This is the thing, uh, that it's what not about the all the BJP MLAs exactly. who've been doing all this... And Teen hi to hai bechare, unme se ek, you know, the amount of uh, criminal cases against the BJPs, which are all sitting just uh, on the cooker. They, nobody's taken action on them. Capital crime is different. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, uh, now this one piece I'd just like to um, point out because we discussed this last week. It's in the Huffington Post uh, by Rumi Ahmad how Dhaka's reputation was sacrificed at the altar of clickbait. Because last week we discussed this and that's why I'm discussing it now that a lot of people ran that story. And what she says is that is just one or two streets. And the stories ran as if all of Dhaka's streets were colored with blood. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not. I do know that there was blood at least on that road. And I, I noticed that whether it was a video shot or the stills were of one particular street. Um, does Do television images, and why I thought of this was also because our, when Dhanya was here, the image that I saw of you know cars being overturned and then when I thought about it, in no one shot did I see more than eight or ten people. But with so many shots put together, it seemed like 100, 200 people were protesting. Yeah. Do visuals kind of tell wrong stories sometimes? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think one of the biggest lies is that the camera does not lie. The camera yeah. is constantly lying. Not to Just to begin with, it gives you a particular perspective. But it's also, uh, when we see this stuff on the TV, right... We tend to forget that that same image repeated again and again has a very different image from just seeing it, uh, impact from seeing it just one time. So, for example, the cars that you were talking about, or even yesterday, for hours at end, we saw an image of a chopper hovering over mm. Oran, 
in Maharashtra. Yeah, and that job and there was nothing there for a few seconds. Yeah, there was nothing concrete that we know of for which any of the panic was uh, justified. And like you said, in reality, it would have been a fleeting shot. But when you just show that on loop again and again and again, what do you create? You create anxiety. Can we bring up this Maharashtra incident? I've been wondering about that school kid who saw these, because my question is that if they came in, if Pakistanis or infiltrators came in... How helpful that they came in wearing camouflage yes, gear. Yes, no? that I find that they're wearing Pathan suits with their faces covered, wearing gloves. And honestly, when I was in school, I lied so much. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore you become a journalist. <laughs> I, I, the most hysterical, inventive, imaginative lies that I invented, which used to get my parents in trouble me in trouble when it would all come my father would come to school and teacher said she said this did this happen and he'd say no and so i'm really wondering about that poor child what who if may it have was a, a pass for inter- attention and now she's being interrogated for two hours what did they do i hope the parents were there yeah. i really because, do hope the parents because were there yeah I, if she's lied and she's you know done this to the whole state of maharashtra it's a bit scary but uh, when she desc- that description comes out, immediately an alarm bell rang that isne to mere jaise koi hai. Okay, um, Kishle, on images lying, you have something to say before we move on? Yeah, these days uh, there are strict instructions actually um, that should be given out even by uh, all television organizations, but some do. Uh, I'll say for example cutaways now cutaways is something that you know uh, when we always ask to go, go and get cutaways because that's what we require on the edit table to really patch it up and whip it up now what happens is that the camera person goes or uh, the reporter goes and takes pictures of people sitting on the road so now and that's used arbitrarily or now supposing you're saying that you know, migrant laborers who have come to uh, Delhi <laughs> and you show Abhinandan Sekri sitting with friends. No. <laughs> same, <laughs> same shot will be used same for Same shot. Story. So you are good. No, that is completely... But you know, that's Delka how it works. Got, Delka works. got caught on this because in their Operation West End tapes, in the Commission of Inquiry, when they were analyzing the tapes, what they found and they... You see, lawyers don't understand cutaways. Hmm. The judge doesn't understand cutaways. So they said everything is doctored because when they show this, it is evening. And then when they show the house, it is morning. Therefore, the whole tape is doctored. And they, so the, the lawyers, Delka lawyers, were trying to explain to them the c- concept of cutaways. They did not get it. It's not simultaneously. It's not real yeah, time. Yeah. But there was an interesting story in The Wire where what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> in bleep all right <laughs> interesting story in the beach a raw nerve <laughs> 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 uh, which actually talked about uh, i don't know i would like to uh, ask uh, kishle's opinion on this that uh, i mean the, it was going around in the media that the indian army had said that uh, the rifles were marked uh, had Pakistani. Pakistani markings. Now, the Indian Army has actually said that the grenades had Pakistani markings, but for two days it flew around the media that Indian Army has said the rifles had Pakistani and markings. And what are Pakistani markings? Inshallah, ja ke maro. So, uh, then, I mean, the Indian Army responded... Madhu is going to get a lot of liberal hate on that. <laughs> uh, so, the Welcome. Indian Express... Sorry. I'm Miss Jingo. Uh. Miss Jingo. Jingo, Jingo. Madhu's on a roll today, man. Yeah. 
Sorry, where was I? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he had a buddhiya moment. Yeah. He's now. Buddhiya moment. So Indian if Express you do this, this, then all the men in the table will have had a buddhiya moment, which is great. <laughs> so Indian Express reported this, and the Indian Army actually, uh, or through their spokesperson, defence said that any news about Indian Army has to be vetted first by oh, us. Oh, we are doing a story on that. Oh, we're doing. Okay. So we're yes. doing a story on that. You I can wanted, read that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in fact, please read that story. That'll be done soon. It's a very interesting story. Quickly say something extremely interesting which we haven't please touched please. on. Hello, Connected to... Uh, but we'll decide if it's interesting. Abbas Bolo. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he prefaced it as extremely interesting. You're yeah. just, you know. Connecting to the blood on the street, which is, uh, you know, slaughter after the Eid, uh, during the Eid. Mixed with rain and bad sewage. Yeah, but something more serious sewage and, uh, you know, going back to what Pakistan did and what Hafiz Said. So for the last, you know, couple of weeks, uh, Hafiz Said's, uh, has been actually camping all around, setting up camps all around Pakistan with banners saying support for uh, 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 Kashmiris, Kash- yeah, yeah, whatever, Kashmiris. And what happens is that, uh, which which is pretty much, again, an open domain, but Indian television and Indian media doesn't discuss, Eid, particularly this uh, Eid, hmm. is a huge source of income for Fund these collection. terrorist groups for, by collecting right. hides and uh, yeah, abetting terrorism. So the so the so, so the, the Uri attack basically in, in a sense has been you know sponsored e, by animal e the economy that's yeah, very economy. interesting very that interesting you, you 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 were right it is you were right, right. So it's extremely interesting. interesting we should do a story on Dickmark e, on e the economy man yeah that's I mean I achha, yeah I wrote for so you oh you're pulling an Anand <laughs> you you wrote a piece on this earlier yeah yeah oh, yeah like oh, oh, my notoriety oh, precedes hey, me but one but, these self promotions never stop he didn't start by saying a piece that I had written earlier. <laughs> but uh, okay, I I'll just... Start, any I letters? Yes, we have two letters. This is from Ravi Singh. Hello, News Laundry team. I have been a long-time reader, listener and watcher and watched almost everything on your YouTube channel. I have immense respect for the idea on which your effort is based, reporting analysis with full disclosure of your interests, biases. There are also many things that do differently, but I suppose looking back, you'd say the same about yourself. On many days, your execution is bad. <laughs> Terrible on other days. Oh, but the idea is so important that I feel it's worth listening to you again next week. But love, we're a lot of chance Thank you. Thanks, Ravi. We survive on chances. No one would have made anything of their lives had they not been given a second chance. And I mean that seriously. On subscriptions, I was shocked when Abhidandan shared the financials of News Laundry directly to listeners. Such openness from media organization in India is very bold and refreshing. I just like to tell the listeners that I said that we spend about 20 to 25 lakhs a month and you make about 5 to 6 lakhs a month. So that deficit has to be made up by you listeners. Mufat Khoron jo sun rahe sharam aai ki nahi aai? Aai bhi kaan laga ke sun rahe Mufat mein hai? Kaan pakade khichna chahiye aise Mufat Khoron ka. Anyway, so I wanted to share with you the transparency efforts of this social network called, company called Buffer. They have a web page live for tracking of every single dollar that moves in or out. So then he's shared this, um, you know, all the links from this website and uh, you know they're really really helpful Ravi in fact I have listened to a podcast that talks about transparency and how much is good how much is bad what kind of effect it has within the team and outside so we're actually really studying it but our transparency is going to get more and more as time goes by and a new website comes up <clears throat> so all that how much money goes where you'll be able to actually see that but only subscribers <laughs> but in order for me to blindly suggest my friends and family subscribe to news laundry I'd be so so much easier if you could improve upon your transparency yes sir, we are doing that thank you so much we appreciate your mail we appreciate your advice thanks and he says lots of love to the news laundry team Ravi and to you to you too Ravi 
appreciate it. Thanks so much. So, uh, we can move on to the next. Patanik, do you think I was too harsh on the Mufat Khors? No, you're fine. Carry on. Fine. Because you always, when I'm too rude, you give them a joke. No, no, you are too nasty. You don't have to say that. I'm right. Mufat, what do you say to Mufat? Mufat Khors? This is not rude. This is like, come on. We are not living in fresh air and love. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'd like to start with the Panjana on this one. The race course road has been renamed to Lok Kalyan Marg. Um, what would you like to call it if it was up to you to rename it? Jammed for VIPs. News Laundry uh, Marg. News, oh, nice. High five. <laughs> 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 I call it Jammed for VIPs. I'm just time. glad that our government is focused on the really Such important, important infrastructural developments. How many name changes in the last one year? Is yeah, it, they is should it a have open a ministry, the Ministry of Trivia. You know, it's like the New Yorker sections, Department of something, Department of Lost and Found. We need one like this. It's Ministry there. of, uh, what was that? Uh, Monty Python thing? Ministry of Silly Walks. <laughs> <laughs> ministry of Silly Walks. Silly that was great. There should be a Ministry of Trivial Pursuits. So, uh, w- what do you make of these name changes? Why Why do you think they happen? W- what is the actual political capital that is gained? Does it do anything for anyone? I- I'm curious. I think the long term it does. Uh, so, if you go into the whole name change... Uh, statistics across the country it's quite scary uh, not scary scary is not the appropriate word but it's quite uh, no I agree uh, it is yeah. scary because it's imposing because, a yeah. narrative because it's they, changing they change, yeah. what they we've had the entire history of the place and it, it works so over a period yeah so in the long run it's actually effective yeah so the the, uh, the period is they say is about 15 years so in 15 years uh, you know slowly uh, people start identifying that area with but Connaught Place is not Rajiv Chowk Rajiv Chowk did not work it's not work but Mumbai has worked surprisingly I think a lot I have seen it you know from the time when they changed it from Victoria Terminus that has worked Shivaji the thing was you went from VT to CST and you can still say VT and you'll get there but you know talking of names it's not that I'm talking of the VTs and the Connaught Places I'm talking of the Gullies I'm talking of like Rajesh Pilot Mark has worked yeah is it I forgotten the old name. I don't think there was a name. What was there the is. It was South End Lane. Okay, but okay. Rajesh Pallet Mark is about 200 meters. It's you like just said you forgot to it. But my friend and within there. a second, you, <laughs> you remember it. it. See, now Madhu had the yeah. anti-Bidya moment. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we are all having Abhinandana. We are having But Madhu, you forget it was just 200 meters. So it wasn't really an important road in the first place, you know. That's not the point. The point is that I think... I, I love the fact that we are so creative that we even have a road named after a date. Which country would do that? These January yeah. mm. I think that no but country you know, would do not, that. I think it's really funny. All the names, it's like you know, Bhutan used to have stamps. They want to change Akbar. Now that's, you know, they change our This, is, this is where Akbar. the whole narrative uh, comes in, right? Uh, and, and I have problems with the details because these are considered details. And yes, it's... In the larger scheme of the things that a government needs to do, of course, it's like irrelevant seemingly. But these details add up to a far more alarming, non-syncretic culture. But you know, early 60s, there Uh, was a mass change. A mass change of like diplomatic enclave became Chanakya Puri. It was like about 60, 70 names were changed. Are they named after your family, this Chanakya Puri? (laughs) (laughs) Was it to Arun Puri? (laughs) Never thought of it. Yes, actually, yes. (laughs) Madhu, (laughs) family... दिमाग इंता वधिया है क्योंकि सब पूरी वधिया ही होंडे चनक्या पूरी अमरीश पूरी अमरीश पूरी ते मधु पूरी और आलू पूरी ना आई मीन शी ओन्स हाफ ऑफ दिल्ली लेट्स बी ऑनेस्ट 
I mean, next to Robert Vadra, it's only Madhu Trehar. Yeah, really. Puri Fan. And tell me, Taki, who is a lot of movement. Thanks, man. That's what he said. Why don't we give it to him? Why don't we talk about Anand? I mean, take it back. So, Anand, which means we need a road named Madhu Puri. Whole neighborhood, surely. I'm sure there is a Madhu Maha, but people would get confused. Which Madhu are you talking about? With due respect, there is a Madhu named Madhu Maki. Oh my God. I'm happy with that. But in order to clarify, somebody has suggested that why does News Laundry need money when Madhu has all this money? She can take Medanta's money. Well, Medanta has a board of directors. Nobody can take money out of a company like that or a hospital like that and play with it and put it in any investment that they like. It's not that easy. I mean, it's not possible. It's not a question. Not possible. Also, public should understand, even if it were possible. We are trying to make an economic model. That means it has to be sustainable for its own sake. Yeah. Yeah. So if this year we take money from Medanta, next year we'll have to take it from Geo. <laughs> and the, the, the year after that, we'll have to take it from uh, Modi's front page ads. After that, we'll have to take it. So that is not how model works. The idea of making a model is it has to stand on its own two feet. So please understand that those who have shit understanding of business and economic models, I can't say this politely. Like and me. And you constantly keep telling me what is wrong with you asking for, why are you asking for money? Haan, because if you, when you have a heart attack, you won't go like that. You will give me the heart surgery and give me the news on the news. आप पैसा मैदान तो कोई देंगे क्योंकि वहाँ हार्ट सर्जरी हो रही है ठीक है आकर मंदो मुफ्त खोरो अपनी मुफ्त की एडवाइस ठूसो अपने मुंह में पैसा दो हमें नाउ दैट्स रूट एंड इन केस यू आर वंडरिंग व्हाई अपन अंदर टर्न नरेश तो यहाँ इन्होंने नॉरेश because I've become Bengali did you say Norish too? he just said Norish okay Abhinandan it's just the effect of sitting next to me I am now Madhu actually all my Bengali friends the older people do call me Madhu really? because it is it's Madhu say the two bongs Anandu you may continue okay to cut a very long story I don't know but you know it's not that some names should not be changed I mean I you know uh, there are streets that glorify uh, barbarians, marauders, uh, dictators. Huh? So, uh, you know, and colonial. Uh, well, so, some, yeah. That okay. would be all okay. the mailbox. Ironically, those Please haven't been changed. see my face palm. <laughs> you know, so for example, Aurangzeb, uh, this thing needed to be changed. Now, tomorrow, if there is Hitler Road, hmm. you know, nobody, no sensible person would say, Are, yaar, ab kyo change kar rahe ho? and it is a fact. I mean, for example, you are, uh, not you are, you are Anantamurti. He was the one who actually started this whole uh, rolling thing about Bangalore should be changed to Bengaluru. So it's it actually cuts across party line and DJ would know in Bengal it's like you know yeah yeah it's no, not a, it's not a political time, party thing. There was an investigation thing. taking place that why was why did Olaf Palmer Marg why mm. was he given a name? Right. Then there was Archbishop Macarius of Cyprus. Why yes. the hell did he get a road? Yes, yes. But My favorite though is that there's a um, in. And I think most of Bombay is of the belief that Rafi Marg is a Muhammad Rafi Marg. <laughs> That's cool. Even I thought for a long time. Really? Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad. Rafi Ahmad Kidwai. Yeah. Well, my history is obviously but, not you know, so I bad. Mean, the whole point but, uh, yes. is, yeah, for example, St. Francis. Now, not many people know that he is the architect of the Goan Inquisition. So it's not that, you know, if you're ignorant of our own history, we might say that, you know, these colonial times and all those things are... I'm not saying one one has to look at it on but, a case by but, case but basis. Why, why but race think, course. But why I do mean, you think Aurangzeb? Why do you have a problem with Aurangzeb? Well, Aurangzeb, I mean, according to estimates, has killed killed 4.5 million people. 
I mean, so he was an absolutely so has Ashoka killed a lot of million people. Yeah. But, I mean, that's why he became Buddhist. So, right. But yeah, at, so what the, I'm at the end of the day, I mean, there is a difference in that, you know, uh, forgiveness. Is, no, your, no, your difference is then, you know, Which, because he's an outsider. I, mean, I have, and I have written on this, and what I mean is that the road names, it's better not to keep it on people because you will always find yeah, but now a that darker been side. Kept, of course, I agree from now. It should be 5th Avenue, 6th Avenue, which is why I love New York. So, race course is fine because there actually is a race course there. I mean, right. many people say, yeah, race course yeah, yeah, But I, I, I think Kishle's point that which million deaths is justified and which million is not is in our heads. I is mean, Ashoka's, yeah. you know, when he saw that entire yeah. you know, Kalinga. With, Kalinga, Kalinga yeah. with blood, it's justified. But Someone is not so. I think that's. But for example, there is a Churchill College. But see, College. the thing, you know, that I mean, Aurangzeb's reign, while it had some horrible things, obviously there are millions killed. He also is responsible for a number of cultural stuff that was not so bad. Yeah, but then Hitler also, you know, built yes, roads exactly, and exactly. But you if know, some, if there was a Hitler road, I think they could have. I honestly don't think there's anything wrong because the one of the reasons why. In, sorry, so you want to say something? For example, Curzon. I mean, in, in Calcutta, yeah, you have a yeah. Curzon, Curzon Park. I mean, Curzon, you know, Curzon was, was named so much the, in the, Delhi. For the oh, I must. I, I thought it was like someone Korjon. from. from he no. was a cousin, and Bengalis Haan, like calling so it Curzon. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're saying this, given the kind of English that the two of the us two Bengalis, Bengalis exactly. speak. Nice. The two Bengalis are, are speaking better English than you and me put together. Or Hamari Sath Pushto ki Angreji, they will leave the Angreji behind. But you know, I did some fact checking when this whole Aurangzeb thing, this thing. So there is only one. Hitler road in the whole world and it is in America okay. and it's next to a cemetery there is only one Jinnah road in India there is no Mahatma Gandhi road in Pakistan and the Jinnah road in India is in Rajasthan and it intersects with Mahatma Gandhi road Hi. Wow. how nice Irony. history no, but you know, I, we are a class apart you know but I just think fantastic. letting it be Jingo again <laughs> letting it and there are there are more Mahatma Gandhi marks in Holland than there are in India how about that that's See, probably because they've just named more roads <laughs> now he's practicing now I just like to point out that why I think we repeat our mistakes so often is that we want to wipe out history if you want to make a film 84 riots then you want to make a congress if you want to make जिसको वीर सावरकर बोलते हैं मेरा सावरकर जी से मत भेद है ऑल द स्टफ दैट ही यूज्ड टू से आई थिंक इट्स शॉकिंग दैट ही सेलिब्रेटेड एज द काइंड ऑफ बिगर थिंग्स दैट ही हैज सेड बट कैसे बना दी चलो इसको बंद करो तो हिस्ट्री को आप पहुंच दो यू नो एंड दिस इज वेरी इंडियन थिंग क्या जी जी तोड़ा मुंडा ना एक्चुअली गया जी गेवे नहीं है शादी कर दो ठीक हो जाएगा जस्ट प्रिटेंड इट डजंट एग्जिस्ट जी वो अपनी वोटी नु कुटदा है वो मारदा है जी दो बच्चे पैदा कर दो ठीक हो जाएगा बच्चे पैदा कर दो उनको भी कुटने लगेगा मतलब प्रिटेंड इट डजन एग्जिस्ट एंड दैट इज इन आर डी एन ए आई थिंक इफ देर इज अ रोड नेम्ड आफ्टर हिटलर लेट इट फकिंग बी नेम्ड आफ्टर हिटलर सो वेन योर किड्स आस्क हु वॉज हिटलर यू कैन से वॉज अ फकिंग डिक एंड नेवर बिकम लाइक हिम बट टू प्रिटेंड इट नेवर एग्जिस्टेड शादी कैसे होगी इसकी ऐसे बोलता है 
No. Lawrence it's named after Henry Montgomery Lawrence. Okay. He was a man who crushed the Indian rebellion and he died in the siege of Lucknow. He was... I so can we're give celebrating you, our victory over I, him? No, no. I can give you the long story about Lawrence. But cut a long story short, he was a dick as far as Indians are concerned. There is a school named after him which is considered one of the top schools in the country. I haven't heard, bhai, let's change the school's name. What about name. Willingdon Club in Mumbai? So, I'm saying, look at that. It's there, man. No, Nico, I, I disagree with that. I'll tell you for the, for the simple thing that most of what, what ends up, what we end up doing is we end up glorifying these people. I don't mind these names be there. Hitler, for example, in Madame Tussauds, I think there is a Hitler, there's a ch- e- chamber of evil where you have a wax statue of Hitler. Now, you see, if you, if you go and read what is written next to it, it explains who Hitler was. So if there is a road, let there be a, a plaque that says what a real bastard this guy was. Haan, I don't really mind ma, it. Ma, ma but the point is, you do not tell the truth about the person. Like, for example, Veer Savarkar. Now, hmm. you know, not many people got after me when I told the truth about Veer Savarkar through Kapoor Commission and the other hmm. things. Hmm. And, our, uh, and we'll, if, if, we are, if we get time to discuss the NHRC, uh, you know, hmm. the report, I would like to get back to the RSS propaganda, but maybe, mm. you know, when we get... So, yeah. we vi- as you say, we wipe out history. We are fearful of it. Yeah, one thing, I've script If there are producers who, who have gonads of steel and who have the balls to make the film, I've written a good script on Amritsar. In the past 8-10 years, no one doesn't pick up because you don't have a script before Congress, so who will make a script before? On 1984. On 1984. Yeah, on Blue Star. It is a script waiting to be written. Yeah, Shabeg Singh versus you know, General Sandhu. I mean, it, is, it has all the hmm. elements yeah, to make a, a phenomenal phenomenon. script. But who will make it? Why? Because we are the ones. If someone will make it, someone will make it. So this is the problem with us. I like the way you described all of this right after being told to clean up your language. So what, <laughs> I didn't done. say anything bad. Um, Hello? Like, <laughs> you said the Hindi C. In, oh, in, your, in your last sentence, yes, oh, you're right. You yeah. have to clean up. Like, okay. Listen, I've cleaned up my language with my children and grandchildren so that my grandchildren grow up right. You mm. can do it. Okay. So <laughs> Except that I've used all kinds of languages. You've set such a bad example. Sorry. Ladki theek hai, company kharaab hai. <laughs> okay, I'll quickly read the last mail. After that, we want to come out the NHRC thing as Anand. And anyone else has any suggestions you want to talk about? Please feel free to come in. This email is from Aditya Rengali. Uh, Aditya says, Hi, Abhinandan and NL team. I'm a huge fan of News Laundry. I've been reading News Laundry since 2012 when my friend first introduced it to me. I remember the days of old when the site had a black background and grid of rectangles with articles in it oh wow man Gosh, i remember that i've even forgotten that wow I, you you just we Amazing. just had a moment of nostalgia Aditya. big hug big hug bro i mean i'm giving i'm because i'm hoping i'll soon hear that i'm a subscriber but so far <laughs> the hug is there <laughs> but i'll continue reading i've watched can you take it i agree and i'll interview dhobi gart and clothesline i remember you being blasted for your interview with tavleen singh and madhu's infamous interview with madhu kishwar those are rough moments bro there were a lot of great moments along the way too Thanks so much, Aditya. Uh, that moment wasn't half as rough as it's going to be if I finish reading this mail and I don't hear that you're a subscriber. <laughs> but, but, but then he's gone on to say, you know, the interviews he really liked, Jerry Pinto, Hartosh Pala, Shob Khem, Karaburai. Oh, Jerry Pinto is my favorite interview. Yeah. What an amazing interview that is. Yeah, and he was sweating buckets. No, and the way that girl Sanjana said, I miss that girl. Mm. She was a producer, a, dream, a, a, a journalist dream producer. 
she had me do six or seven interviews in Mumbai from one side of the city to the other and she's getting them all lined up and Jerry Pinto we shot his flat we shot his mother's books we shot oh it was it's and a magical interview. and he's such an interesting it's great guy. journalism yeah. I mean I, the I way like he the, gave uh, of himself Madhu Kishwar's interview as well I shut she up. got up in anger and you kindly shut and up and she, she, she pirouetted around and, and she got entangled down. in the wire she was so cute and so she could not leave because the wire was still attached to her and she sat down again yeah. and then you continue <laughs> for the wire was around her legs I thought Abhi Madhu or Madhu versus Madhu will be a boxing match okay 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 guys Aditya ki jai ho nahi but tell us is he a subscriber or not his second paragraph begins with I've been a subscriber since the ah. first time you started subscribing wow. bro Yay, I am sorry well I even done. doubted you I should be ashamed two hugs मैं जप्पी एंड पप्पी टू यू ठीक है मुफत खोरो कुछ सीखो ये 2014 से सब्सक्राइबर है <laughs> और तुम मुफत में हर हफ्ते चलो हफ्ता सुनते हैं मुफत में अच्छा सब्सक्राइबर्स I started subscribing or donating to other media outlets and organizations. Thank you so much. Very good. Great. That's what we all got to do. We all got to pay for news, just like you'd pay if you go to Medanta. You know, news won't even pay for you. Why do you keep bringing Medanta? Because they expect them to pay for us. Let people be healthy. बिचारे बीमार को बीमार करके भेज रहे हो वहाँ. Like a rising tide that lifts all the boats, your message is helping other media organizations as well. Wow. मेरी ज़ुबान एक लहर की तरह है. Polluted or gandhi. लहर की तरह लेट्स आस्क योर पेरेंट्स लाइक अ राइजिंग टाइड दैट लिफ्ट्स अच्छा आई होप यू गाइस रीच मोर एंड मोर पीपल एंड गेट एज मेनी पेइंग सब्सक्राइबर्स एज पॉसिबल सुनो भाई लोग सुनो आदित्य की बात ठीक है इफ यू डू एंड अप रीडिंग दिस ऑन द पॉडकास्ट मे बी दिस इज अ गुड प्लेस टू प्लग इन द मैसेज पे टू कीप न्यूज़ फ्री थैंक यू थैंक यू आई डू हैव वन सजेशन दो मे बी वन ऑप्शन टू सस्टेन एनालिसिस बाय क्रिएटिंग सिंडिकेटेड शोज विद ग्रेट कंटेंट लाइक एनपीआर डज I'm sure you might have thought of it, but advice is free, so have it. Thank you. We're actually pursuing that. That you know, when you're on flights, do they want to purchase our content so you can many, watch many it on flights? Many, many thanks. Many thanks. Uh, he's uh, he, then he goes on to say he's a fan of you know other stuff that we've done. Uh, he's a huge fan of your ideas, Madhu. He really has a lot of respect for you. Um, Thank you. And uh, he has nice things to say about any everybody except, unfortunately, I've never been able to see what makes Ranga Uncle great. <laughs> okay, for that you have to come. Or unko meri nazron se dekho. Oh, tick tick tick. Nigga, no, Ranga Uncle is great. I think he is a huge asset for us, and thank God for him. Manisha adds an interesting voice to the discussion, although some of her that sound peculiarly like Asha Parekh saying the dialogue. Bhagwan, I have brought you a big arts. <laughs> that you know, you will be every time say something sexist on the show, or galia padti hai. Okay, Manisha ke baare mein kya bola? Manisha ke baare mein bola hai. He, she has very interesting voice. Although some of her, this word is pronounced naivete. Naivete, some sometimes is surprising. As to the Panjana's great enunciation, how ironic! And I made her pronounce that word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, See the beauty. Well, you didn't even try pronounce. I didn't even try. Man, guys, see what he's saying. Naivete, he's saying something. Naivete. But her heart is in the right place. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and then he says, after three paragraphs, I realize I have to come to the point of this mail. In News Laundry Hafta 85, Madhu Trihan mentioned both Snowden and Assange. Assange, yeah, na. Dekha vachhu, maine bhi kar dekha. In the same vein, accusing them both of being negligent when disclosing sensitive data and putting lives at risk. Hmm. Although I agree with her on this front about Assange, the same cannot be said of Snowden. Of the big three whistleblowers of recent times, Assange, Snowden, and Manning. only snowden handled the information responsibly by turning it over to journalists 
from multiple news organizations who vetted the data and removed any information that was deemed sensitive or endangered the lives of people on ground. I stand corrected. Snowden did not himself reveal the data but left that need what needs to be revealed to the judgment of journalists because he believed he did not have the judgment to do it. The only accusations against him of putting lives in danger come either from the House Committee that investigates him or NSA, FBI or other US government sources. There is no credible proof that he put lives at risk. This isn't just my opinion. You can watch it on Citizen 4 or read about it on the other Omidyar-backed enterprise, The Intercept. Okay, I agree that Intercept has... And the film also has been um, uh, produced by yeah. Omidyar. O- Oliver Citizen Stone. 4, yeah. Citizen 4, which got an Oscar two mm-hmm. years ago. And he says the same cannot be unfortunately said of Assange. I hope you do bring this point up on Hafta and make the distinction possible or maybe I'm totally wrong on this one. you guys can point me in learning the truth I'll go with your voice the thing that I remember is that Assange also gave it with the understanding that the journalists would vet it and and clean out everything that but it wasn't done I mean the thing with Assange okay can I before we move on to that can we all just thank Aditya for that mail thank Thank you Aditya very much what a lovely mail dude you've been a subscriber since so long ago nice nice thanks yeah Mufat Khoron Sikho Kuch please carry on we can be polite again Hanji, yeah, Adan, no, I mean, and after you finish your piece on Assange, there. please, uh, the NHRC want to discuss. Go straight yeah, into no, it. I mean, just brief point on Assange. Was Assange, uh, I mean, if I know his history a little bit, I mean, the guy is a hacker. You know, I mean, the guy, so he doesn't have the kind of scruples that possibly Snowden was uh, endowed with. So there is a distinct difference, I agree. <laughs> Having said that, uh, mm. There's a lot of anti-Assange feeling growing in America because he's gone, you know, he's kind and of Hillary. And at the same time, car, a lot of pro, a lot of, lot of pro feelings for Snowden. Right. Since this film by Oliver Stone has mm. been released last week, I think there is a movement started that let him come back and he should not be prosecuted. Which, which asked Obama who, for. Who's the guy who's been, uh, who was accused of rape in, by Assange. 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 That, I think, my belief was a setup. Okay, uh, we're going to wind up now. Uh, before that, we're going to discuss the NHRC report. But before that, I'd like to uh, tell you that we will be starting a podcast, which we were calling Deep Dive. We are going to be calling Let's Talk About. In that, we will talk about one specific issue and we will really go deep into it so you can learn a lot on that issue. It will be a paid-for podcast. Only subscribers will get it. Uh, we have thought about it at length. We've got a lot of comments and suggestions from our listeners. Thank you for that. Many saying it should be available to everybody. Many saying that no, unless you make it subscription only, there is no reason people will subscribe to you. So the first one will be free, but after that, the rest will be subscribers only. So The uh, first part of the first one will be Well, free? we'll see. Maybe the first one. Maybe the first part of the first one. We'll take a call, but yeah. In the long run, it's going to be subscription only. And also, uh, do check out our other podcasts, Just Sports with Samar Khan and Rahul Puri, and The Awful and Awesome with Deepanjan Apal and Rajshri Sen. Uh, now we'll wind up uh, with the comment on the NHRC report. The National Human Rights Commission has come with a report on Kerana. There was this exodus that was suggested by Hukum Singh of the BJP, a lawmaker of the party in government in the centre, saying that Hindu families are fleeing. Then, when some other channels went, Z, of course, said that, yes, they are fleeing and there's this whole thing. Uh, Exodus and the Muslims are bullying Hindus into leaving. Then, some other channels went and on the ground, they met many Hindu families who were living there, working. They said, no, we're not fleeing. Although there were many locked homes. They said some of them were locked for the last five years. Some have gone recently. Our reporters also went on ground and they did confirm that some families have migrated for economic reasons, but there are a lot of Hindu families there. There has not been any Exodus. Some parts of this NHRC report kind of suggest that although we are doing a story on it, 
to tell you exactly what it says because it's possible to spin NHRC reports either way. Uh, so yeah, for those of you who are asking, we are doing a story on the report and on our story on this. Which you will be able to read as a link below. Yes. So your view on this? Uh, yeah, so um, I mean, first off, I think uh, uh, I think it was Times of India or Economic Times, I can't remember, that first uh, kind of exposed or said that this is not true. What Hukum Singh no, is saying is not uh, true. No, uh, in terms of this exposure, yeah. it was NDTV and Indian Express. Indian Express, correct. Was it? Okay. Right. Uh, NDTV was there with camera before anybody else. Right. Um, sh- and they spoke to people who freely said that people have left Kairana, but not for communal reasons, but because of jobs and law and order situation, mostly for jobs, according to their report. Indian Express was, in, uh, I think, among the first newspapers to point out that Hukum Singh's exodus claim had was bogus. And then Hukum Singh did a U-turn, in fact... Yeah, and he turned around and said that I was just putting out a list. He says, I just said these people have left. I didn't say there's any communal angle. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I I have read the same TUI article on this NHRC report. So I haven't read the NHRC report, uh, but I think it's on the NHRC website. I've read the TUI article and it seems to me that the report has been uh, at least, uh, you know, decent amount of care has been taken to, uh, you know, I mean, the conclusions that they have reached. And the composition of the report, they're not, you know, they're like officers of the UP cadre, so the UP police. So, you know, you, can, you can't say that they're BJP people. Uh, and they do kind of agree with uh, what Hukum Singh was saying. But the situation is a little bit more complicated. And let me explain this. I'll probably take about three minutes, if you don't mind. One is that the report says, indeed, the families have fled. Now, have they fled because of any other angle or through the communal tension or through economic reasons or whatever or scare, you know, they're afraid? That's one thing. The fact is they also say that because there were Muzaffarnagar uh, riots, so 20,000 people, Muslims, they actually came to Kairana, thereby changing the demographics, leading to, uh, you know, Hindus feeling a bit uh, uh, squeamish and fleeing. Now, this is where the larger picture is. I want to bring to attention the delusional druids and the Vatican-like people of the RSS. Now, you, I mean, you know, for the last God knows how many decades, this has been their modus operandi and their... Uh, and you cannot, uh, you know, howsoever logic you might throw at them, they will always say that Muslim population is increasing, Hindus are decreasing... And after a set amount of time, they say, you know, that the Muslims are going to overtake and this is what happens. Now, you can, you can have very precise or very close to precise mathematical uh, equations by which we can... And I've shown this, that Predict. it will take... Yeah, I mean, it will take uh, 270 years for the Muslim population to be equal to the Hindu population in India, where the total population would be 300 billion. <laughs> so, which is f- physically impossible. Mm-hmm. Right, so uh, Muslims would be 150 billion and Hindus would be 150 billion mm. in 2000 and uh, 2273, whatever. The, the point is, and there is a theory as they're cut in that uh, the population of the world will flatline at about, uh, of course, uh, nine I mean, billion. Right now, the population is seven billion, seven billion. So, they say I mean, flatline imagine. at nine billion. So, uh, Muslims billion. are going to overtake Hindus when the population is 300 billion of India, just India. Mm. So, so much for scaremongering. But the larger point is. It is not a question of population. It is a question of demographic change. Now, what do I mean by that? The thing is, the more, the more you talk like this, the, more, the less you integrate, the more you appear and you talk of bigotry, you talk in a language that is bigoted, the more you ghettoize communities. And what happens is that when a community, community starts fearing, it starts to you know, form a, a ghetto. 
and the populations begin to migrate and you would see i mean in delhi itself if you go to batla house for example hmm. you would realize that it is almost 90% muslim right. now in mewat for example is 85% muslim kashmir is 98% so the demographic change is happening it is not that the population is being affected no and just a slight thing you know yeah. mewat wasn't a ghetto i mean it was a muslim residence oh, right okay you know, so, so so it was so i think the problem is if if at all, if at all we need to diagnose the problem is to bring them out of the ghettos i mean the ghettoization is what has been uh, you know the problem with the community and so you know, i think both may be true in in urban areas there is ghettoization but there are certain places which are traditionally dominated by a particular community of course i mean that that, that yeah. goes without sure, saying exactly. you know because mm-hmm. obviously we had i mean to start off with from 1947 itself we had pockets in in india Muslim where you dominated. had yeah now the the other point is when people say oh my god there's like 70% muslims hmm. you know or uh, you know 80% muslim now think of it from a muslim's point of view does he or she ever say oh my god this i am living in a town which has 95% hindu population i am living in a town which has 80% hindu population no i mean it sounds absurd so the more bigoted language Though, you frankly, use frankly with the, the rise of the gorakhshak it's not that absurd anymore to feel a certain amount of uh, being minority being aware of your being a minority so i, I don't know i yeah, although i do sorry you have something else to say i have many things to say but you tell finish me. no you finish she's done we have to quickly finish in 5 minutes okay so i'm going to do this as quickly as i can uh one is that the nhrc report is very clear about the fact that these uh migrations that have happened from kerana are basically law and order motivated in that there is a collapse of law and order in kerana which is exactly what everybody told are reporters as well and the nhrc report confirms that confirms but times that. of india's headline is misleading exactly that's the problem and it's not just times of india there were other newspapers that went with a misleading headline as well but the, if there is no NH- situation why are only hindu families moving uh, not only hindu families have moved um others have also moved but also nhrc does uh focus on certain um particular crimes in the report uh we like as i don't want to repeat what is in the article so i'm not going to get into that please do read the article but uh the other thing that i do want to point out is that the muzaffarnagar point the point of refugees from muzaffarnagar after the violence uh that happened in the riot um they a bunch of them like you said in thousands there wasn't a fixed number that any local could give our reporters amit and ishan had gone there they had spoken to people who had said that Kerana has changed after Muzaffarnagar right right um their whole point was that we can't say exactly how many have come or exactly how things have changed but it has changed what nhrc says is equally um is basically as vague and saying much the same so thing so do read the whole article so i just have two things to say one i think so in what i'm understanding the nhrc report is a bit like what rajdeep sardesai does at the wrap up of the end of his show you know i think x y z but having said that also z y x <laughs> so he covers you know himself on both ends that is his typical comment and another thing is that you know nhrc actually means nothing it doesn't have any prosecution power no one takes nhrc like seriously it's a press the conference. only the so, only no, thing that, that i will just sorry no, no sorry second thing have. my two things the one was that so i think that's the and the second thing i disagree a bit what dipanjana said that although some people are feeling that after gorakhshak this thing i you know i think that's unfair because a i think the history of uh, at the risk of sounding like uh, 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 you know hindu chest thumper of tolerance is in all fairness way beyond other religions of how 
a Hindu demographic doesn't kind of expand its footprint traditionally. I'm just I could be wrong, and I think Kishla is laughing at the one thing. But to say that a few attacks of the Gorakshaks would make people insecure living in Hindu areas would be equivalent to saying a few jihadi attacks should make me insecure of living in a Muslim area. I mean, would that be acceptable? Would would I, if I was studying in Zakirza and College Anigar Muslim University, saying, you know, there have been two or three Muslim attacks by jihadis there, now I'm insecure? Would would I not be would I not be accused of being racist? Would you not be accused of being racist if you said that I'm feeling insecure. the representation of how Muslim violence, Islamist violence, is making you feel like a minority because you're not an you're not a Muslim yeah, in a Muslim majority? Insecure. I will feel like a minority, irrespective if I'm a minority, but in an insecure way. I mean, you can but it like has happened. I mean, the way Islamic violence and terrorism has been reported has led to Muslims across the world feeling like minority, even when they're not. No, no, I, I understand that. But you said the way it has been reported. So the onus is on how it's been reported. In the case of Gorakshaks, the onus on how it's reported, it's the onus on the Gorakshaks. I think it's a little bit of both. But here's the thing. I, I don't I don't buy this whole Hindu peaceful tolerance religion That's thing. That's fair enough. Uh, it, there is a culture of violence. We have a history of violence. And the Gorakshaks are the latest chapter in it. I don't no, think they're latest. I think they've been continuing no, for a long again, time. No, there's a two thing. I'm not talking about violence. I'm not saying we are peaceful as far as... Vi- I'm saying the... What are you saying? You don't have a book to follow. Ex- no, no. The expansion. The keep... Bhai, convert karna. I think it's a longer thing. But I, I, I mean, I can defend that position. I'm pretty confident. I mean, I'm not saying that we are peace-loving. But I can pretty confidently say I can defend the position that there have been no huge cultural revolution renaissance other than the one... You know who went around? Uh, who, who? What's he called with the lut? Who went around? Yeah, um. Gandhi ji. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Adi Shankaracharya who yeah, yeah, yeah. got everyone back to the Hindu fold. Mm. Other than that, I don't know how much of that is true. I'm not sure of you know ships going to convert people. I, I mean, historically. It's not in our culture. It's conversion. So, conversion a, is not. That, in that our was a limited point. I'm not okay. saying that by ham bade shanti part ke. Hain. Uh, ham, uh, okay, hard I, hard I, I didn't convert. get the conversion part. I thought we were talking about peace, but yeah. And um, the only thing that's a major difference you guys do want to convert convert your dollars into some rupees baby again he's at his laundries <laughs> Mufat Khoro. why are we not videoing this he was dancing while saying this anyway I just his wanted to make one dancing. point about the NHRC thing that um, we f- depending upon what we did find as in what our reporters found rather Amit and Nishan like I said uh, the NHRC could have been a little more comprehensive and uh, that is a bit of a shame. Okay. Um, if anyone has anything to say, speak now. Or then just give us your suggestions and then we can wind up. Please, um, whoever wants to start with the suggestions that they have, uh, would you like to start? Okay. So I have two uh, recommendations. One is from our website. Uh, there's a very popular Facebook page called Unofficial Subramaniam Swami. Not Subramaniam, Subramaniam. And uh, he's never given an interview before, the gent behind the page. Uh, he has given it to uh, Anurag and our team. So uh, take a read, especially if you're a fam- fan of his. If you're not, I think you just might become one at the end of that piece. I'd like to recommend an interview with uh, Sadie Doyle, who's an author. And she's written a book called Trainwreck, which is about how uh, celebrity culture sort of has very misogynist effect on, uh, is very misogynist and how it affects women. Um, the book seems very interesting, but I would really, really recommend the interview because she says some really um, 
thought-provoking things about people like Mary Wollstonecraft being more scandalous than I actually knew that she was, but how scandal is used to constrain women figures rather than open it up for more people of more diverse lives and thinking to be able to make their way in. And this being the week where we, in fact, we should have discussed it for one hour. I don't know why we didn't. Probably mm. because we are news laundry. Mm. But Angelina Jolly and uh, Brad Pitt has split yeah, up. You made her Mr. Jolly's daughter. Who was BJP? Jolly is a girl. Jolly is a माना तेरी तेरी और मेरी अंग्रेजी थोड़ी टाइट है लेकिन जोली को जोली जोली को जी वो जो जी थे पेटी थी ना ब्रैड ब्रैड अच्छा ब्रैड दे अच्छा बुलाया नहीं सन हाँ जी हॉलीवुड है ना अच्छा हाँ सॉरी योर रिकमेंडेशन या सो माय रिकमेंडेशन दिस वीक इज टेलीग्राफ आर्टिकल दैट डिस्क्राइब्स दोबल अवार्ड दैट है Uh, uh the 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 bits of science that uh, you know people find very funny and they say they are bits of science that are produced that are printed in the journal of irreproducible research so like really funny things that, but they are they dished out uh, every year uh, a precursor to the real nobel awards and they're given by uh, nobel laureates so this year the uh, physiology medicine physiology prize has gone to an egyptian who uh, made mice wear trousers to find out if wearing trousers affects the sex life of sex life of mice of mice, of mice. did right? they get more and he said because of the electrostatic interaction between the geni- genitalia of mice and pant. the trousers yeah pant mm. it does affect the thing so that that is the physiology prize <laughs> the, the thing that's the, good uh, yeah the the biology prize has gone to an englishman who wore uh, prosthetic uh, arms and masqueraded as a goat for 4 days amongst goats just what to find out what you're doing what anand you're <laughs> a scientist way, what are you doing by the way a lot of indians have got it and two years ago an indian got the ig nobel prize for determining the surface area of an elephant now isn't wow. that fantastic that's fascinating <laughs> i think that's, that's fascinating i actually think that's fascinating yeah. uh, your recommendations kishle do you have any to give to our audiences i think uh, you know off hand just last in the last one week I found this story this short story but very uh, important and interesting story of kung fu nuns uh, nice. who've actually uh, you know biked from on bicycles from uh, Nepal to Leh uh, to raise awareness against human trafficking so and it's Reuters has story. done the story I think that story people should just you know get on to it just it's so, a, so it's are kung fu nuns sisterly <laughs> okay madhu so i've been reading um the it's sort of a story about it is a story about the talented miss holmes is titled that by nick bilton in vanity fair it's about how silicon valley fell hard for tarana's founder elizabeth holmes showering her with money and praise and now she's broke hmm. so and it's the story of how that happened there's also another story called the other internet it is the unregulated underbelly of the web lies the dark net where wars are fought and hackers roam yeah i've heard so much about the dark net it's this really yeah. mysterious space I'm so it's a fascinating story okay you can check that out what i'd like to suggest and one thing that i've been listening to i listened i heard which i think is is off a bit off the wall is on the wnyc.org website mm. it is a podcast called poetry for modern mindfulness which is really fun because it teaches you how to practice meditation while functioning in your daily life okay um oh that brings me i mean that's that sounds 
too easy it's like get the 5 minute abs i don't think that's possible it is eh? it is totally possible but and impossible okay. so that's the point and of it another thing apparently on amazon oh, i didn't know by the way getting the five, five abs in 5 minutes is possible i can tell you that acha <laughs> <laughs> but i can tell you apparently you can actually order a buddhist monk on amazon oh yeah will, i read that story who will come to you <clears> and <throat> he will teach you buddhism i mean the, the commodification of nirvana online you online, can buy you can a buy a, a monk like buy a priest come. buy okay. a monk oh, to my, come my chemistry teacher like you can like you can like you can buy narendra modi yeah the doll the doll the cuddly also if you go for inch ki chhati nahi lekin 5 inch ki to hai cutie cutie snuggles snuggles some only while going to sleep a snuggly wuggly for the beard acha no but i mean incidentally that monk thing reminded me of my chemistry teacher in england so he he got on the front page of the sun because he was interested in you know this uh, uh, egyptology i don't know what is the proper word for it is it egyptology hero ठीक है किसी को नहीं पता जाने दो पागल आई एम लुकिंग एट डीजे बट यू नो ऑब्वियसली एरोग्लोफिक्स या समथिंग लाइक वेरी स्ट्रेंजली साउंडिंग हां मान लेते हैं रीजन ये वेरी गुड सो ही ही क्लीनड इट विद सम केमिकल दैट ही हैड इन्वेंटेड ही क्लीनड व्हाट सो द सन हेडलाइन वाज केमिस्ट क्लीन्स जंक फाइंड्स मंक ओ दैट इज सो रॉन्ग आई नो ओके व्हाट आई आई लाइक टू सजेस्ट ए दैट मुफत खोर्स पे ओके दैट इज माय फर्स्ट सजेशन um second suggestion is this is from newsweek pakistan where they have taken down jingoistic pakistani channels on the coverage of the uri attacks and i was just seeing it and it says pakistani counterparts first they say that some channels in india are going mad second paragraph this says pakistani counterparts are no better it's a pity that even women tv anchors are asked to hurl sarcastic broadside in the direction of india saying goodbye to the charm with which they normally lighten the routine of bad news about pakistan because you know old generals long out of touch with the current global political landscape spoke of another pakistan india war predicting an indian defeat at the hands of pakistani warriors hardened by blows received at the hands of taliban so i just if you just take pakistan out of this this could be you know times now times now on news x i was like so do read this ki bhai dono taraf aag utni hi lagi hui hai lekin kya kare ki kab tak sahe hum khamosh rahe anyway so we'd like to end this song uh, oh this and i must say that the the url for it reads newsweekpakistan.com/media-muck <laughs> but i must must mention what's happened to india today unke covers so they had this one cover i think last week was where there's this imprint slap. of the slap ah. this week is almost like collar. yeah the the collar which i don't know whether so it's a dog collar or miss dominatrix collar i don't know what it is we are the dominatrix and pakistan <laughs> is our sub which actually assumes that we are in a very loving relationship loving sexual relationship Achha, bring main, out the gimp mai koi gandu ya kuch bol dun to nikku madhu <laughs> ye kya gandi gandi baatein kar rahe hain sexual acts ki aap inko nahi tokengi nikku hi ganda hai sexual acts are not dirty stop being so victorian and vatican like we are hindus we are hindus sexual acts are healthy and clean and like i told language like can be dirty meri shaadi nahi hui mujhe ye sab baat nahi isko khajurao le jana padega ek baar acha abhi yahan ye gana suniye so we'd like to say goodbye on this note this is the song that we are dedicating to all you lis- listening to us this goes out to you uh, and i have something to say after you hear the song
ऐसा क्या करना है तेरे लिए जीना है तेरे लिए जीना है तेरे लिए मरना है यार दिलदार तेरे जैसा चाहिए प्यार के लिए मगर पैसा चाहिए सो यू सी पैसा एज इट सेज प्यार के लिए मगर पैसा चाहिए क्योंकि ना जब रिपोर्ट्स करते हैं यहाँ जाते हैं वहाँ जाते हैं खाना खाते हैं बिजली पानी ये दफ्तर चलता है है ना इसके लिए पैसा चाहिए तो अच्छी रिपोर्ट चाहिए तो ज़रा पैसा भेजिए सब्सक्राइब कीजिए और फॉलोअर्स ऑन ट्विटर फॉलोअर्स ऑन फेसबुक चेकआउट यूट्यूब चैनल राइट इन टू अस विद कॉमेंट्स ऑन कॉन्टैक्ट एट न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री डॉट कॉम लीव द अब्यूज ऑन माई ट्विटर टाइम लाइन बट सेंड द मेल्स दैट क्रिटिक अस इन अ वे दैट इज स्लाइटली लेस अब्यूसिव विल बी रन आउट on our podcast all news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel